Bam, boom, pow, zap, zoom, kablamo. Hey everyone, it's the Herald Modcast back from Comic Con 2018 in San Diego. Boom, pow, zam. <laughs> Fucking smash, dude. There wasn't a lot of that. There was a lot of smash. I guess there was. There was no Hulk, so no, there wasn't a lot of smash. I wasn't talking about Hulk, though. I was talking, talking about smash. <laughs> I was talking about a dirty little smash. Oh, Lord. Naughty smash. So, uh, yeah, it's a wrap. Comic-Con 2018. I can't believe it. It's already just over. Just like that. All of that preparation. Yep. All that time spent staying up late at night, thinking about all the fun little times I might have at Comic-Con <laughs> and all the fun little treats I could find on the floor. <laughs> it's like Christmas is like, it's like December 26th in this motherfucker. Or worse, like January 2nd. Like after New Year's, yeah. you got to take out the tree. Yeah. Got to fold up all those nerdy shirts you got, put them back in yeah. the fingers. Or hopefully yeah. wash them first. <laughs> not a lot of Comic Con people do, though. Not a lot of washing going no. on. No, a lot of smells. It's a ridiculous amount of smells. <laughs> An offensive amount of smells <laughs> to the point where, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Uh, it's pretty funny. Everywhere actually. I go, it's like someone's reaching up for a high shelf with their uh, underarms exposed, trying to get that <laughs> picture or trying to take use their camera. Like, if I just reach up higher behind this guy. With my smelly pits. But it didn't, it wasn't that hot. So the, like, you can't use that argument. You know? That's a good point is that this was one of the most mild temperate yes. Comic Cons I think we've ever been to. Absolutely. And the first couple of days, it even looked like it might rain. Oh, that's right. Remember? They were predicting it might rain. It was overcast yeah. a couple of days. I mean, it was perfect weather for Comic Con. It was actually very nice. Yeah, there's no complaints. Yeah. I don't really like that 88 degree heat. Oh, we've been in some rough ones. And that's when the smells come out. But this is like just people just don't bathe. People are just stinky. They spend the whole time there not bathing once. wearing the same clothes or something. Or they get there having not bathed. Because I swear to God, the first day... People were already smelling. Yeah, already smelled. It's like yeah. something Wednesday night preview night. You already smell. <laughs> Did you even clean yourself up after your long travel here? Oh, well, let's not talk about smells the whole time. We have a lot to we get could. to. We could. We have a lot to get to, though. So we're going to start with our, our Wednesday preview night, which they call it, and our first exciting moments there which is our favorite thing to do which is conan con yeah conan's taping at spreckles theater we uh were able to get tickets not through the ticket app or the ticket uh wait list but through more e- exclusive means yeah but thank god otherwise we wouldn't have gone at all yeah shout out to shout your out, friend shout out brian kiley comedian and staff writer for yeah. the conan o'brien thank show you, brian. personal friend thank you so much we really wanted to come see you and the other writers perform but we couldn't get in no it's fucking oversold every I, show everyone wants to see conan and anything Comic-Con. conan related apparently because all of the comedy that was there with conan at that fourth street i think it was at the comedy club there on fourth street but it was all oversold yeah the whole shit of every show. So, you know, we, I wanted to go. It would have been great to see some stand-up while you're there. It's fun. Right. But either way, shout out. And clearly the show must have went pretty good if it was sold out. So that's cool, too. Yeah. So we saw the cast of Breaking Bad doing their 10-year anniversary reunion. Yes. 10 years from the first episode. Yeah. Or first season, not right, the right. last season, which people didn't. I don't think they got. Yeah, I don't think they got either. Yeah. And usually you don't do that. But whatever. It was fun. I mean, it was great. It was great to see them. They were all there. Yeah, the whole freaking cast. And Vince Gilligan. 
and which is fun because I, I finally have now seen the whole show and uh, uh, Odenkirk. I hadn't, I hadn't seen the show. Yeah, Odenkirk was there. He was promoting Better Call Saul as well, so he was there for both. Yeah, which is cool. Um, yeah, the show was good. The first show was always a little rocky. I think the crowd was a little not as into we it. We were like, it's funny because we're going to get into this more as we go along. But the cr- we felt mm-hmm. that the crowds were lighter this year overall, like across the board, not just Conan's. And I mean, the show was sold out. Conan's the show, show was sold, sold out. out. There was not quite the same sort of juge in the well, crowd. And the first inkling of it we got was preview night when we were in the audience at Conan and it wasn't that rock star frenzy like we've experienced before. No. And I sort of chopped it up to just being the first taping. We kept saying that and right. then we were like, oh, it's preview night. Things will be crazy on Friday, on Saturday. So, yeah, tomorrow morning, man. And every day, we'll, we'll talk about that more later. But so the, the crowd was i mean it was a great, was crowd, great crowd but i'd be curious to talk to them and say how were the because when you see the taping of the aquaman one which was saturday night yeah we watched that last night they were going freaking they were nuts going nuts and it that's was what a we, different energy that's what it was like when we saw the suicide squad cast because yeah. the movie hadn't come out yet and we've been to some tapings where it's like absolute pandemonium yeah and but those years at comic-con were pandemonium years they if were. you think back, this year was sort of... 2015, 16, yeah, 17. absolutely nuts. And this year, I think it sort of leveled off a little bit. Yeah. It felt that way. It and did. Everyone kept saying how, like you said, that a lot of celebrities were talking about how much more organized it felt. And it's like, yeah, it's because there wasn't that surplus of Fairweather fans. Well, they, it, well let's, let's get into that a little bit later when we talk about the logistics and how they organized it. Because they did do a better job of organizing. Oh, it was good, yeah. Um, but just to finish up on Wednesday, so uh, we, we went to Conan. We got the coveted Funko Pop. Yeah, we got the Star Wars Rebel Pilot Conan. Very which is cool. Because cool it's a bobblehead and it has a little base Star Wars base yeah. mount thing. So it's a little different. I mean... I kind of wanted the Hellboy one <laughs> out of all four. You always want one. That's yeah. the thing about those. But I, like, we, we discussed going there because a lot of people will get the one they got from their show and then just go to a different taping and try right. to trade it with someone or buy it. And I was thinking about doing that, but it kind of would lose its meaning a little in the sense that like that's the sh- the Funko you got from yeah. the taping you went to. Yeah. So if you like, I saw the Breaking Bad cast and I saw the first show of 2018, but I went and got the Hellboy one because right. I'm petty. And that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, ah, it's more significant. I just keep no, it. No, it's cool to just have it, have period. Have the one you got. Yeah, exactly. Just that alone. There's so many exclusive toys and pops and uh, you know, shit every year on the floor. So it's cool to get one that and way. And the Conan one is like maybe the most sought after thing at Comic-Con to get. Like yeah, everybody every wants year, the Conan Every pop. year people want those Conan pops. He does pops. four exclusive ones. This year mm-hmm. it was the Rebel Fighter, Hellboy, Predator. And Ant-Man. And he had a little... A little mini uh, yeah, Conan, that which was cool, cool too. too. They're, they're all pretty cool. Yeah, That's the thing. Cool. You know, it's just a matter of preference, but it's also a matter of like what show you went to. You just keep it because yeah. it's cool, man. You can actually still try to win one if you go to yeah, Team you, Coco forward slash pop, I think it is, mm-hmm. um, or go to the, the Team Coco website and... Yeah, you can get yourself you one. Can, yeah, it's cool though now because we have one from all four years he's yeah, done do. it. And if he does it next year, knock on wood, oh, we get to go because yeah. Yeah, we got like four exclusive pops now from each year I of know, Conan. It's I know, mean, awesome. It's kind of funny. 
You know, yeah, I I dig it. I love it, and I love the show. Every taping's fun. It's so much fun. It's just such an the experience is so exciting to be there. We see the band come out, and we're excited. Oh, we got to talk to La Bamba outside. Yeah, we walked it around back because that's where Conan will go and sign the pops yeah. and shit if you want. And then we were out there, and the bassist for the cable band was there, and then La Bamba came out. Yeah, and you brought up that you were watching him. I with saw. Bands yes, I as old fuck that I am. I saw him perform with Southside Johnny at uh, Hampton Beach, New Hampshire in the early 90s. 90s, yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, when I was in college. And, he seemed um, pretty taken aback by that too. It was funny. He's like, what? Yeah, no, and he was into it. He was he like, was, we're here? And you're yeah. like, no, in New England, for God's sakes. And he was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so we had a nice little shit chat with La Bamba. That was fun. And uh, we, from there, we went straight to our friends at Future Tech Live, which used to be called VRCon. It's in the Omni Hotel. They put on a Future Tech like VR, AR, all kinds of different technology expo where you can do reality, virtual reality games. Yeah. You played Hologate. Hologate, yeah. Hologate, which was really fun. It was run off of um, the HTC Vive yep. uh, headset, and they had their own sort of... Uh, designed weapon controller, which is sort of like a mini, almost like marine space rifle from Aliens. Yeah. And it was a cool format where it's basically like defending your base, but it's a four-player cooperative experience. So each four of you take like one quarter of a, the quadrant that's laid out. Right. And you have to defend as sort of like aliens are coming at your base. And so you're constant. you're supposed yeah. to work together. It was fun because the graphics were pretty good and the actual first person shooter gameplay was fun. And in the VR, you can go all the way around 360 to like help your partner who's behind you or help your partner who's on the side of you. And right. You can get weapon upgrades by tapping the base so you can turn your gun into like a ray gun or a shotgun or a pulse rifle. And you if you duck down, you can you're protected by your little shield base and stuff. And then when you stand back up, like real time, stand up, sit down, you're protected and using cover. So yep. I gotta say, it was fun, man. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun, and that was one of the you know VRs coming along. I think you know. Uh oh yeah, I mean it's getting it's there's a well first of all so much VR going on at the show all over the place outside there were experiences virtual reality experiences well and I went to the Marvel games panel in Hall H which was fun yeah and they um, announced they have a new VR game for Oculus where they have a Marvel playable pl- characters so you can oh, wow. be vr hulk or be vr wolverine and you get their own powers and it's first person mode so you what can, yeah it that's looks, what it is yeah it looks pretty cool and it comes as a package you buy the oculus and you get the x-men wow uh, whatever oculus game it looks pretty cool i mean i don't know how it actually plays yeah but you can be dr strange you can be oh my god that Spider-Man. sounds so fun yeah and they the, they trying to you know really lay on the like character model gameplay right so when you're the hulk you smash you grow you can you know when yeah. you're spider-man you try to make it look like make you feel like you're really web slinging and that right. sort of thing so yeah vr i mean they're still trying to make it work and get you know get people's interest make into it, it consumer i mean the, the headgear is what sort of prevents people from having it be a com- total takeover consumer experience and i think because people have to go and buy that outside of already owning a console right because most people are pc or console gamers so it's like now I have to spend another right. four to seven hundred dollars on 
a headset yeah. to play games that aren't really completely AAA games. But this is games yet. we're talking about. I mean, there's so many applications for virtual reality. That's like, true. I mean, travel, like all kinds of stuff. You know, right. it's being used in medical. Like, so, it, I mean, I think what is, you know, on a consumer level, what's really taking off more is augmented reality um they had a lot of that going on deadpool teamed up with actually the future tech live folks put together a thing with 7-eleven and deadpool mm. too mm-hmm. and they had a, a augmented reality scavenger hunt thing that you could do with them and there was I and mean, last year yeah. we talked a lot about the buzz on the street was virtual reality virtual reality yeah this year there was a lot of it going on but yep. it wasn't the buzz as much no. you know what i mean it wasn't like the buzz sort of came and now it's just there and people are doing trying it trying to make it work and trying to keep right. the interest really and show where you know how it could grow yeah what potential growth it has to keep people interested in i mean it. honestly ever it was it felt like there was more of a buzz around interactive experiential attractions yeah. escape rooms yeah they had a south park escape yeah. room and there was another escape room too like from some other show and i find yeah i think that's true mazes and like that jack ryan and mr mercedes mr. they mercedes. all did like interactive experiences mm-hmm. yeah yeah vr i mean it could go the way of the 3d movie where there's like this <laughs> uh, like a, a, a explosion of interest and then i because i read this article about how much the 3d ticket sales have dropped again yeah and that's what happens you announce well, it at avatar experience. 19 or you know 20 yeah 2010 or whatever and so you know about eight or nine years later people are like i don't want to pay the extra ten dollars hell no and it's not that great of an experience it's still not they still haven't purists made it. of 3d will argue that till the day they die i i but but it's true i mean i don't like it it's i don't you know they say you know but for if once you get adjust to it it's really simulating more of what you're a better look of like the whole i guess i don't know i don't i agree well i feel like i get maybe five minutes of that in a two-hour movie and yeah. then for the rest of the time just sort of blends together and i don't notice it and yeah. so i'm wearing glasses yeah. i get like the odd moment of like someone's hand reaching towards me but outside of that it all sort of blends together after right. a couple of, same with my nintendo 3ds like when i use the actual 3d function it has a fader mm-hmm. so you can turn it up and have it really strong or just have it off altogether and right. save battery like when i have the 3d uh, up all the way on my 3ds for the first like 10 15 minutes i'm like wow this is awesome then after that it just sort of your eyes get either used to it or whatever and then you ca- i can just turn it off and save battery right you know what i mean because but for that first like playing mario kart i'm like wow yeah the 3d in this is really cool i never yeah. use it yada yada and then again I, my eyes sort of adjust and i'm back to like wait why am i doing this now my eyes hurt or you know they get a little like fatigued right and you, you know especially if you're trying to you know most people play games for a couple hours yeah, at a yeah. time you know so the 3d if, yeah 3d is still imperfect just like vr vr is still well, like in an imperfect thing well and the question you know are we going to gonna be ready player one in the future I, 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 who knows i who mean cares? right now on a consumer level it's not as it's not really taking hold the way ar is which is no, you well, know thanks Dead to pokemon go a new ar game too Right, where you can kind of go and kill zombies with your smartphone anywhere in the world, and there's zombies. and the Harry Potter one from Niantic is coming out, and that's going to be huge. Yeah, so VR I think does have more practical applications. Yeah. than VR because it for it, consumers. I for mean, consumers because it costs nothing to get into it. Yeah, if you already have a smartphone, you don't need to buy an Oculus headset right. for eight hundred dollars. You just use your fucking stupid smartphone. 
Um, so what else did we do? Uh, so then we went to the hall for preview night, which is you know traditionally a little bit lighter uh, to be on the floor. The although convention floor, it, yeah, it, it wasn't. It was pretty. busy It was. On the it floor. was busy, but it was still like like we've said. It, it was overall lighter than any past True. year because Wednesday is usually when we try to go to the convention floor to actually take stuff in. Yeah, because it's the lightest day of the whole. Week. Right. Right. Because it's preview night, not everyone's there yet. You know, most people that are, are have badges for the floor, are exhibitors, or press, or anything. So it is going to be lighter. It's just a matter of how much, and you have to just deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But this year, I noticed it was considerably lighter on the floor for preview night, which I just chopped up to. It got a little to. busier though as we were there. Like I remember, just sort of like all of a sudden, where did all these people come from? Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, it's still Comic Con show floor, so yeah. it's very busy. Like, don't get it fucked up. We're not saying it's like crickets and right. T- yeah, 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 yeah. You know? No, no, no. It's no, very no. busy, but it it overall it did not have that Beatlemania feel that yes. it had in the past years, which is okay. And to be honest, it's more fine. manageable. We just were kept being sort of shocked by it. And we kept waiting for the other yeah. shoe to drop. Like, okay, because, <laughs> you know, well, third tomorrow night, we're like, well, Friday, then Friday, Saturday, yeah. it's going to be fucking nuts. It's going to be hot and busy and lines and right. smelly. <laughs> and it was smelly, yeah. but it never really got <laughs> as busy as we've seen it before, just period, just as, you know, we've attended for the last five years, right? you know, straight. So you kind of get a vibe of how this shit has felt Seven. before. Seven, but yeah. I mean, f- five years with press and yeah. like going to these panels and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, so, so yeah, Wednesday was good. Wednesday though. was good. It was chill. We were we, we got you know sort of excited about it, and uh, it was fun. I went and got a cool Q fig from the Q fig booth. Definitely oh yeah, you check got out their website. I, I wanted to get this very cool. Harry Potter, uh, Harry Potter one that was Hagrid and Harry Potter from the Deathly Hallows in the or it might have been from the first movie, um, where on the motorcycle on the motorcycle, in yeah, the sky like flying. And it's, it's so cool. And it's a double set. It's a double figure, so it's like super cool. But it was too expensive. Yeah, it was like a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know the one I wanted. Well, I was stuck between the really cool face hugger from Aliens, one with the glow in the dark limited edition uh, ooze. And yeah. the free hug sign. But then I saw that they actually had finally done a Joker one for Killing Joke. So I got that one. Yeah, that I was I wanted a good to get one. both, but that would have been splurging. <laughs> <laughs> but the Joker one they didn't have. Last year I went there and they had a Harley Quinn one. I'm like, are you guys making a Joker one? And the, I guess the designer was there. The one person was like, go ask him. He designs all of our stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I think you guys will figure that out. <laughs> and they did. And it's fucking so cool. So I definitely got that. I'll tell you what hasn't changed in the hall, you know, because we had these sort of exclusive passes to some booths for exclusives you have to stand in a very long line it looks like a freaking security line at the airport yeah like going to look at merchandise not necessarily buy it just go and look at it you have dibs to go and look at it and potentially buy it before it all gets sold out right that's what you're signing up for the privilege of and people are and remember there was what was the booth oh hallmark has their own like hallmark pop line right and, and there was a fucking that crazy line, line was insane. I think it's new. That's probably why. I think like it might have but been new this get, year. But you can get. I'm sure you can be able to get it online. Get all of it. Most of like, it. but I guess it's, the it's cheaper when you get it here. People also want to say they got it at Comic Con. And there's there is like you know, 2018 Comic Con SDCC exclusive true, stuff. True, Some true. of it, but usually out of like 
a line of 10 things, there's like two things that are exclusives or one that's yeah. exclusive for that year. And then everything else is like stuff they have just in inventory. Yeah. And, you know, in the Funko line, you need a chip or you need a fucking right. pass. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's line. impossible. We and didn't even go. No. Yeah. No, we we get our Conan Funko. Funko. And, yeah, that's the other thing, man. <laughs> like, Funko's I only creating need... the biggest landfill well, yeah, in the like, history I've of I've come to the, ever. the realization that you only need to get one Funko a year. Yeah. There's too many. Or ever. Or ever. At this point. I mean, I mean, just for our sake, as yeah. far as getting the one with Yeah, Conan, we don't need to get tons of Funko. I don't need to, to then go to the Funko booth and like buy five more Funkos. Right. Which what I don't even know what to do with. I don't have that much space. I live in a studio. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. What am I building shelves? Yeah, it is a big studio. It's a great studio. Are you kidding? For that neighborhood and that price. I'm, but yeah, I just I don't have enough shelf space. Right. Well, so I got a little treat. I got a little nice enamel pen, pen of the creature from the Black Lagoon because I have a thing for classic monsters, classic You're not monster really doing movies. It justice, these pins are fucking. Yeah, they're like, very special. Very special, and it, they had their own little booth, and it's all just the pins that they designed. Yep. out of enamel and uh, What's metal. The name of that company. Fuck, I wish I could remember. I know, sorry. But they have a lot sorry, of cool company stuff. Yeah, we should. gave we'll, me a cool enamel. We'll post we'll it on post the website. We'll post it on the website on our, uh, when we do our recap But they blog. have these cool runs of different sets. Like you, there was a sort of classic horror set, and it's that, that sort of gray, black, and white yeah. coloring. And it was I love Frankenstein, it. monster, wolfman, mummy, you know, Yeah, I invisible couldn't decide. Man. But I went, with the, I went with the creature because I have creature earrings, and I have a cool creature t-shirt. Sure. Yeah, really cool shirt. From James Lurgio at Count Orlocks in Salem. Shout out. We yes. love him. Yeah, he's great and we love the museum yeah so uh i kind of decided to go with that theme and it's super cool well yeah you were gonna get a fig, but then i was but the I other didn't, ones that well, were like affordable you didn't for want harry it. potter that they had that was affordable was uh, harry doing his first spell and anyone who's a potterhead would be like okay that's not that cool you well, know i mean it was a cool looking figure though. yeah it's whatever not like, it wasn't like it wasn't enough to entice me well they had some really cool stuff they, they had some cool Wonder Woman stuff, but I've sort of been moving away from collecting Wonder Woman stuff and moving more towards um, the classic monster movies and Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, I've sort of changed my thing with Joker. That's why I wanted to get the Alien one, but I didn't even know Q-Figs had a Joker one. But yeah. it was killing joke. And it's fucking, their shit's so clever. Yeah. Every model is like a little... It is pretty cool, that flashy ...moment awesome. in time. Yeah. They have Star-Lord and yeah. Doctor Strange Aww, and Iron Man bad. and Spider-Man <laughs> and Daredevil and Poison Ivy. The Poison Ivy one's The Poison so Ivy cool. one's very She's cool. sort of sitting in a Venus flytrap. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's like smart Poison stuff. Ivy. I like the DC. I, was, I think I might do a DC thing because the, the Mr. Freeze one is really funny where he's like eating oh, an ice cream cone. Oh, you collect all the DC stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah something That's like fun. that because, God, I just fucking really like those little figures. We like toys. Okay, so uh, there's a lot of panels to get through. Yeah. Uh, we always are in Hall H and uh, that's where the big panels are. We had, um, let's start with the panels that weren't in Hall H. Uh, one uh, that I went to was a Discovery of Witches, which is a BBC One um, Sky production uh, based on a series of books. Um, Teresa Palmer, who you may know from the uh, the hipster zombie movie, what was that movie called? Warm Bodies. Oh, um, Alex Kingston, uh, uh, Doctor Who alum. Oh, cool. Um, um, and on many other things, uh, she's in it. Um, the the actor uh, who killed Jon Snow, the 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 guy who took over as Nightwatch commander. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's in it, and he's sort of like uh, he's sort of the bad guy, but sort of complicated bad guy. Uh, and Matthew Good uh, from 
Downton Abbey, from mm-hmm. a million things. It's awesome. So that's going to be um, coming up in the fall, and it looks really cool. It's about basically a universe of like witches and vampires and demons. And is it futuristic or is it the past? Is no, it England? it's current. It's current day. It's England, um, and it's it's super cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Death of Superman, uh, uh, the, the, premiere. DC, the premiere of it. DC's newest animated film. It's um, sort of another telling of the doomsday Superman battle to the death. Uh, the Justice League is heavily yep. featured. Uh, they did a panel afterwards, which is pretty cool because Jerry O'Connell Jerry does O'Connell. the voice of Superman and Rebecca Romaine does the voice of His Lois wife. Lane. Yeah. So, and they were both there for the panel, which is pretty cool. Yep. And the film itself is good. It leaves on a cliffhanger and there's a second part coming out later this year. Uh, it was really entertaining. It's always fun to see those premieres at Hall a- or at Ballroom 20 at Comic-Con because it's you know, a room full of really critical fans. Right. And, you know, they're not... Uh, fair weather fans and they don't they don't just give it up to stuff you know what i mean yeah. they're critical fans you know and i remember seeing the killing joke there two years ago or last yeah. year and what a disappointment it was right you and said then that the you know they did the panel before i remember they showed the film so no one could like ask them questions after right. because man because they knew it was bad yeah i don't know I yeah don't we know interviewed the composers for it and yeah, we were very cool a, yeah. dynamic music partners yeah. those guys are, are cool they were great it's not their fault but you know, you think it's when they bring in the the animators and the developers and the and the, yeah. the music makers of the Batman animated series, and they give you a killing joke that is just not yeah terrible to the book. Bummer. It's a bummer. But yeah, it's fun to see those in in, in uh, at Hall A. In but yeah, this Comic-Con. was a good movie. It I liked good. it. And I, I'm I look excited. forward to the second part. Absolutely. And I'm excited for their uh, announcements. They announced a, a whole line of upcoming animated films. Yeah. And, what are, they're doing a hush. They're doing a Batman hush. Oh, right. Which was really that was exciting. exciting. And they're yeah. doing something called Wonder Woman Blood Ties. Yep. Which Bloodlines. Bloodlines. Yeah. yeah, which is really cool. And they announced another one. They announced three. And they yeah. said they're doing three next year. So I'm definitely looking forward to the Batman hush. Yeah. And, and the, the Wonder Woman. But I'm not really sure what storyline that is. But uh, yeah, that was fun, man. It's that a good way fun. to sort of like end the first day. Wasn't that the first day? Or it was, was Thursday. Oh, that was Thursday. I believe. Yeah, or it, it might have been Friday. I don't know. It all sort of blends it goes so in. quickly. It's three days. You think you can keep it together. Yeah. That <laughs> That's why we're doing this in categories like instead of day. days. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the Hall H panels. Uh, our first one was the Predator. Was that the first one? It was one of the first. It might have been Walking Dead. I can't remember. If it was Walking I think Dead you're right. or the Predator. The I'm Predator pretty sure was it was first. the Predator was first. Um, and uh, the whole cast was there. Mm-hmm. Olivia Munn. Um, Keegan Michael Key. Yep. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, Shane Ster- yeah. Black, um, who is the writer director and also starred in the first one, the very first one. He did, he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He did the Nice Guys. Yep. He wrote uh, Iron Man Three. Yep. Dude's a major Hollywood guy, and uh, he's directing this film. And it did get an R rating, which was we were wondering about. Then they they were like, yeah, which we is get, cool, which is cool because it's a fucking Predator, so it better have an R rating, you know? Yeah. And Thomas Jane was there. They showed some new footage. Yep. Some more sort of. Uh, not so stealthy action predator footage, more like characters getting to know each other. Yeah. Ragtag band of misfit yeah. mercenaries fighting against some sort of futuristic space monster. And uh, we'll see. And I a mean, female scientist that knows how to wield a shotgun. Uh, yeah. Because that was real big poor thing for her. Not a big fan of hers. No. No one should be. And she was kind of a dummy on the panel. She's awful. She said she she said some things that were so like just 
trying to get reaction, you know. In this day and age, yeah. Yeah, and it didn't man. make sense. Like what she was saying is not, it just was sort of stupid. But it's we always like talk actory. about how stupid actors are. Yeah, actors are stupid. <laughs> they just say they like, sound so dumb. Nine out except of ten for of the them. British actors. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. You listen to enough <laughs> interviews with actors, and you notice that the British, the British, actors and are, the Australians, like, are, are often way more articulate. Yes, articulate and like present. Yeah, they don't get like lost. Like I can't tell you how many times one of the famous actors is like, "Oh man." Uh, I'm just rambling now. And like they always say that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you're like, you mean you, you don't are. know what to say. Well, yeah. some of them are drunk on the panel, too. Well, that's that's happened a thing lot. We noticed this year was we noticed the first time was like Sophie Turner. She was drunk like a couple the, times. Yeah, at the because they liquor them up before they come on. There's like, and they have to do press all day. They, yeah, they do. And fairness, like, and I mean, it's a, it's intense what they do. They're it's crazy. at the Hilton. Fuck that. They they have them up there in a little reception, I think, outside, and then they give them beers and. Well, food I'm sure every player there go. There's a reception. There's a reception with, with beer, beer drinks, and wine and drinks and this. Because man, enough people came out to promote their movies half in the bag. Yeah. They all had like booze. I know it was funny, and then there's like kids, and I don't give a fuck. And you know, they nothing was ruined. Some can hold it together. Some you're like, oh my god, they're drunk. They're drunk. Yeah, and it shows. Yeah, you know, <laughs> especially because we're right next to the stage, yeah. so we can like see can, like, smell the wrinkles the alcohol in their, their face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like wolf, you stink. I know. Uh, so then we then Walking Dead, uh, and honestly, it was a little sad to me because it's Andrew Lincoln's last panel probably for walking Ed because he confirmed that he is leaving the show after season nine this, this season. upcoming season and um i don't know the way it, it was very sort of unceremonious the it wasn't way, received yeah that crazily by the audience there well, wasn't this like the audience was a little... like what like people were just like oh like oh well he was sort of like well there's an elephant in the room and would you like me to you know and they i don't know there a lot wasn't build up well again it's like the same thing we said there, there wasn't that same sort of frenzy no i think people were kind of over the show Anyway, they, even, well, and it's broken back down to sort of the hardcore fans. Like, like one of the things I was mentioning to you is that I think that it, you know, like Sundance, the way of Sundance went, it was this little independent film festival, and then Hollywood took it over. Right, Comic Con was cool. this little thing, and it got taken over by Hollywood the last decade, Six but really years, since the yeah. Marvel film rise, Fuck yeah, and. The last couple years, it's been at the height of Hollywood frenzy. And so all these people from L.A. will drive down to it that are not nerds, don't really care about the industry, but they come for the celebrity parties and stuff. And I think we were missing that crowd, which was great, frankly. Yeah. But that changed the the tone of it a little bit it became much more sort of hardcore not mainstream but sort of like hardcore comic fans and stuff like that i had this sort of thing for this vibe i felt of like people that were there and really committed thinking sort of like wait are we still cool like is this because it felt lighter yeah. and it was a little quieter it wasn't right. like I'm, I'm serious and it was really busy but it sort of was like no nerds like you became cool because you were quirky and uncool yeah so, like, you're still those same uncool quirky people you just got accepted for being that way which right. is good like you should be able to do what you want to do absolutely especially with like you know we're talking about nerd stuff here right it's not fucking <laughs> groundbreaking or you know it's not offensive it's just quirky and nerdy yeah and that's what made you cool and then with the you know i think there's a very very many contributing factors which could you know equal to why this was such a slower comic-con right and i think 
that maybe there's going to be a little less heat and people are just going to have to get back to like the way things were a little bit. Well, and, and a lot of things ending. Uh, we can talk about all the different contributing yeah. factors unless you want to keep talking about the panels. Yeah, let's we'll keep talking about it. the panels. Um, so, uh, but it was, uh, he gave a nice speech and then when he walked off the stage, he stopped at the press pit and mm-hmm. he took selfies with Bunch everybody. Them, yeah. And uh, we posted some pics of that and some video of it uh, on but, our Instagram at Harold Modcast. And it it was really sweet, but I did sort of feel it. And I, their panel was very nice. It was nice, and they no no one acted like the, the ratings are down, or no one acted like you know they had just treated it all the same. Like you all want to know what's going to happen to the show fans, this year, and what's yeah. going to happen to Daryl. And you're they the, showed the trailer. Show the trailer. Nine, it looks kind of really cool. cool. Yeah, that they they're good at making a trailer look cool. I'll give them that. It was only Prince. It was Maggie. It was Norman, Lauren Cohan, uh, Denai Guerrero. Egan, Kirkman, Gimple. Yeah. Angela Yang. And um, Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. No and Carol. No Carol. She couldn't be there. She was filming or something. And another like notably absent thing was the was questioning Maggie, Laurie Cohen, about whether or not she was staying. They didn't even bring Did it up. Did bring it up. That was weird. Because she's supposedly exiting the show, too. And on, like, you know, not the best terms. Because they didn't so, want to pay her. And so she's leaving. Right. And so she maybe something. that's... I was surprised she was there, quite frankly. Well, that's the thing. It's like, why have her there? And she didn't really talk. She answered like she maybe one question. She didn't talk very much. She, um, the, another thing, so a vet, Nicole Brown, who was a frequent guest on Talking Dead. Talking Dead, was the host. She's now taking over Talking Dead, apparently. She was the moderator for this No panel. mention of Chris Hardwick. And we've talked about this a lot. We did an episode about sort of called The uh, Fall of the House of Nerd, where his ex-girlfriend, Chloe Dykstra, did an op-ed about sort of not naming him but basically announcing that he had he me too in him you know and that he had been abusive and a long-term relationship and it was you know right abusive and and chris you know, is the the king of comic-con in the face of it the face of the Comic-Con. new face of comic-con he hosted so many of the panels like yep. he did marvel he did doctor who he did the walking dead Fear the Walking Dead. He did endless he did South panels. Park. Yes, he, did, he was Mister Mister Hall. And he's H. the best moderator. And he's very. When like, you notice the he's not best. there, you realize how good and even and professional yeah. he was in front of seven thousand people with the biggest celebrities. Like and she did a good job. I, mean, I she thought did an she okay did a good job. She She's did, new to it. I thought she did a pretty good job. She yeah. did a couple panels, but. But you felt his loss this year. Well, you felt the loss of Nerdist, too, because there was no Nerdist shit. There was no last, like, there was a Nerdist pavilion in Peckle Park and Nerdist lanyards and Nerdist uh, tote bags and Nerdist on the ground. Right. People reporting as Nerdist. Because that was his company that he's no longer a part of. And they quickly separated themselves from him when this went down. But they also separated themselves from Comic-Con or just public exposure. Right. You know, and so that mixed with the fact that there was no HBO programming. There was no Marvel uh, MCU. There was no uh, Outlander. There was no like a, a lot of different yeah. things that mixed with. I think the political climate of the of right now. Yeah, you know, the, I, it did come up a couple times. There was one panel which we'll talk to about in a minute where Zoe um, Kravitz, Kravitz um, was asked. They asked everybody in the cast of Grindelwald, um, Crimes of Grindelwald, if they could make up a spell. What would it be? And she said to impeach pr- Trump. Yeah, and it got a huge crowd got a reaction. Huge crowd reaction. But you know, the Comic Con crowd, much like the country, is split. Mm-hmm. It's not all liberal people no. it's a mix of people who are surprised. supporters of trump and not supporters of trump so mm-hmm. like but it, they definitely felt like the f- political consequences the atmosphere was affecting 
everyone's energy morale level. Yeah. yeah and morale it definitely man uh that i think yeah there is sort of a perfect storm that caused this comic-con to have a little less heat on it yeah you know? And in, that in, Chris Hardwick being at the center of it, too. In a good way, by the way. Like the, I'm I mean, not mad at it. It was. It felt more manageable. It was better. It felt know? more like a Comic-Con for people that, you know, are really interested in the stuff and still want to go and just be a part of that community. Yeah. And not just ride the bandwagon because the yeah. biggest stuff is there. And it was. It was easier to get around. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It was easier to the get walk, around. Just walking, the gas yeah. lamp, walking. Well, let's keep going with these panels. Right. We have a lot to get through here. So, uh, uh, Bumblebee, we stayed for that. That was um, Haley Steinfeld um, and John Cena. John Cena, who made making, a huge appearance. Making his Hall H uh, debut. D- yeah. A lot of people did at this Comic-Con. Actually, yep. we'll get to that. But yeah, John Cena came out through the crowd with the Beastie Boys playing and he was wearing a, a two-piece suit with the vest on and the tie and he came out just going 100 miles a minute. Yeah. It was really funny, actually. Cause yeah, he was, he was he, cool. He sounded like he was up on some Red Bulls or something. Yeah. Because he was excited to be there. Yeah, it was cool. But even he said, he made a note, he said, you know, I was told that this Hall H was supposed to be the craziest thing ever, and come on now, folks. Because well, he said, he's like, I perform in front of, you know, 20,000 people right. every Monday at Monday Night Raw. And it's true, he has a huge live performance yeah. background when you, if you really factor in wrestling. Right. You know, and so he's, I'm sure he's seen legions of screaming fans. Yeah. And I, maybe, I think it was maybe a little softer, because Hall H can blow out any, any fucking you know venue yeah when they're really excited like when dead they showed deadpool or when they showed justice league or when they showed you know the new yeah. uh, uh, uh infinity gauntlet trailer you know hall h can be explosive i think there's a little fatigue on transformers although once yeah. they showed the footage it looks fun it looks but like it its looks own different. thing too it's you the director's a guy who comes travis who did, knight yeah he did um kujo kubo and kubo <laughs> Cujo. No, yeah. Cujo's is it the Kubo? dog. Uh, yeah, that's right. Cujo's the Stephen King. It, but dog. it's not Kubo either. Yes, it is. Kubo oh, okay. and the two strings. And it, and also Coraline. Yeah, he's an animator, and they brought him in to direct the new Bumblebee movie. And he's and got design. that sort of sensibility because he talked about how the character, the live action character, is really it's animation. It is. And uh, th- it looked fun. It, it looked, looked different. Fun. It takes place in the eighties. It's supposed to be sort of a period piece. It's when she first discovers Bumblebee, and he's an old VW bug. He's not a Camaro. Yeah, they definitely take it back. They redesigned the character. And he yeah. made some really good points about how every character redesign is going to have a distinctive sort of shapes and faces. And like it's not going to be that a uh, blender of spinning metal and gears that Michael Bay did. Where right. You can't even tell. And it's it funny. They doesn't made look like a Michael Bay film. No, it's not. I, I yeah. think that was probably a big point of his direction was like getting away from that yeah and i hope they do because he's you know he was an 80s kid he talked about growing up on generation one transformers and stuff and people were excited in the crowd yeah they got more and more excited and then and so that was that was cool and john cena was john cena he was fun to see he's fun to see he's a live wire man i know live performer it's funny and he's a big star it's cool when the big and so speaking of big stars who we didn't think were going to be there 
Uh, the Sony ruled out Venom, and Tom Hardy was there. That was cool, man. That might be one of the my favorite moments of this show or all shows because that was his first Comic Con. Yeah, which is funny because he plays fucking Bane. But I could see that Nolan movie not being a super hall. But still, he well, was 2012. They were there for that. I yeah, just, he hasn't gone before He'd for whatever been. reasons. Maybe and he's always he showed working. Up. Him, Riz Ahmed, and the director of the film came out and did the panel. And it was very exciting to see him. It and, was so cool. Yeah. And he was a super, like, British chap. Real good yeah. bloke. Real top bloke, <laughs> they, they say. And uh, he was funny to listen to. He seemed super sort of shy and sort of uh, kind of you know, closed off. A little, not closed off. Well, he said he was nervous. Yeah, he came out you know, nervous. He seemed, yeah. Like, yeah, he was, like, super <laughs> chill, ner- though. I mean, some actors are kind of shy. It's weird. You don't realize they are, but they are. Yeah. That was that was a good one because he came out and he field questions and then they showed new footage. But I will say in the press cage, right when the lights went down to start the footage, I felt this v- raucous uh, shaking and and moving of the barricade beside me, yeah. and I was like, "What's going on?" And yeah. I looked behind, and some giant person. <laughs> behind me has fallen and started convulsing and to having like some sort of weird seizure was she having a seizure yes because the the barricade was shaking and so it was either a seizure or heat stroke or something but she literally like fell down and passed out right as the trailer was starting she wasn't that giant she was okay well she was big enough to where she looked big. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. She was skinny. Very no, tiny, skinny No, I mean, she wasn't person. as big as some of the people we see at Comic-Con. I mean, there's a, that's that's a scale thing, though, yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's true. It's like relative scale. I mean, it was scary, and we felt really bad. You were trying to help, and you were grabbing her hand Well, and I stuff. went to like help her because she was directly behind me, but yeah. at the same time, it's like the new footage of Venom is I being know, shown. I know. We felt like assholes. Like, what do we do? Do we help this girl? And Tom like, Hardy. Forward? I kept, like, we kept turning around trying to help her, so we sort of missed it the footage well i basically had to make a choice so it's like, <laughs> am i gonna help this person well because i reached out and she was like i don't know and i was like okay if you don't know i don't know i'm gonna go back well to other this. people then the guard came the, the security guy came yeah. over and they got people and stuff like that but it still was we're sort of like torn between going back and forth looking to see if she's okay and well that was more me like you couldn't have done anything you were like not even standing next to her no i know but i kept turning around to look to see if she was okay Ugh, i didn't know what to do Either way, I got to see they finally showed Venom in his full suit. Yeah. And his body, the full, I am Venom and we are Venom. And I don't know. It looks better than the first trailer. Well, you know what's frustrating now about it is that they didn't release it. So that was our only opportunity to see it. Like, because that yep. was one thing that I, like, I, because I was so not focused on it on the trailer. And it was now ridiculous. we can't, like, see it. Well, it was, like, split <laughs> focus, like, I right know. when it started. And then she, like, ended up being okay. Which yeah, is fine, she was fine. But she just got hot or, hot or heated. dehydrated or yeah. something. Which happens at Comic Con. She was smelly, though. Yeah, you said that. That was a bummer. When I, like, got close enough to reach out to, like, grab her arm, yeah. to, like, try to help her up, I was like, oh. Uh, oh, it smells. It's I honest to God don't know how people who are really really overweight make it through Comic Con because it's hard to make it at a normal size. Yeah, and like we're not we're not talking a few pounds here, folks. We're talking like hundreds of obese. pounds. Yeah, yeah. And like you know we could all stand to lose a few, but literally in the heat and the standing and yeah. the lines and the walking, like and you're a few hundred pounds overweight, and you're on a rascal scooter, and then you get up to go use the bathroom, yeah, and then you come I don't back know how they and do it. Yeah, it's crazy. I could not handle it at all. I could barely handle it at my like average body <laughs> size, for God's sakes. 
Uh, but so, I mean, it does look really cool. We, we, you know, that was exciting to see Tom Hardy. I'm, you know, we've heard sort of mixed things about the movie, you yeah, know, from some insiders, yeah. potential insiders. But I want to see it. I'll see it. I mean, I'll see it cause I like Tom Hardy. Yeah. Like I was, I'll I see couldn't, anything. Yeah, I, couldn't he does. I was surprised about how much I was like geeking out when he actually came out. Oh, I know. I was like, Whoa. This is fucking great. Yeah. You think about it. And they, he brought up Legend where he plays the two brothers. Yeah. like, you remember? And I was like, yeah, he's man. Got a big he, crowd reaction. Yeah. And yeah. then like fucking Mad Max, all the shit. Like he's done a lot of Comic-Con stuff when you think about it. But he it. hasn't been there. Never been there. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was fucking pretty exciting, I have to say. All right. So next up was a very awesome one too, uh, which was uh, M. Night Shyamalan came out to introduce his panel for Glass. That was awesome. Which included Sarah Paulson, who we didn't know was in the film. And I mm-hmm. kind of geeked out when she walked out. I was like, yeah. oh my God, that's Sarah Paulson. Because she'd never been to Comic-Con. And the young woman who was in Split. Yeah. Uh, Anna, she was, She's great. Um, and then uh, Samuel Sam Jackson. L. Jackson and Mr. Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis also. both. Uh, they were them. there. That's pretty cool to see Bruce Willis and Sam Jackson in the same room. I know. I mean, and M. Night Shyamalan talking about the film and how his process is interesting. And he got a, like a little emotional. He was a little like these guys, you know, they taught me everything I know. And like talking about Bruce Willis and yeah, they took a chance was, on me. Yeah. Right? yeah, they took a chance on me and they've stuck by me through my career. And I make movies on a very small scale. It's small budget. It's grassroots. Yeah. It's shoestring. And for them to be able to all make themselves available. James McAvoy wasn't there. No, he was, he was sick, sick apparently. apparently, and everyone was really because there was a crowd reaction when he said he wasn't when they were about to bring him out. And he said James isn't here, and everyone was visibly like, oh, upset. Yeah. yeah, it was bummer because this is a, essentially a sequel to Split, where James McAvoy plays the you know what is it twelve different characters or something twenty or something yeah and whatever. It, well, it's really like a, a sequel, but also like a mixing or like a sequel. It's right. almost a sequel to two movies in yep. one movie, where it's the first one was Unbreakable and then Split. Yeah, you know, put them together and you get glass. So it was a big moment because you're really you were psyched when we saw that end credit for Split. You were like, "Oh my god!" Because well, it's so smart of the movie. Yeah, because yeah. I really I still like Unbreakable. It's, yeah, M Night Shyamalan's one of his best movies, I think. Yeah, you know, and yeah, when they sh- to have that little sort of aside at the very end after you watch this whole movie, and you're like, "Oh, so he's not just a psycho killer; he's a supervillain." Right, and that was fucking really cool. And then to take that and then be able to make a full feature length yeah. film about it and have it look even better than most of his movies like I said he looks like he's still growing as a filmmaker yeah. and he they said they, they filmed it in an old abandoned mental house and you know he they kept it cold because they didn't bring in space heaters just right. to keep everyone uncomfortable those for you know so yeah. like, that's his sort of sh- filming style he's pretty amazing I mean we did a whole feature episode on the, on his films when Split came out you can find it on our website uh, network.com where uh, he we talked about Split we did a review of Split but and we talked about his films and he he has made more money yeah. Per capita, but, but yeah, per dollar. because he makes these tiny budgets and his films make huge numbers of money. Yeah. Even the ones you were like, I never saw that, or like, I yeah. that stunk, or whatever, you know, yeah. like they still make Net a ridiculous positive. amount of money because they only ever cost like five million, right? No, or, or less, two million. Like the one with the grandparents, that movie cost like a million bucks, and it made it made like a hundred million dollars or something. Well, it didn't make that much, but, but it made like yeah, it 50, made 60 million that, yeah. dollars to where it's like this guy's. Yeah, he's dollar smart. for dollar. He's a smart 
business guy and it's as an, an artist. Easy investment yeah. as an investor, right? If you're like M Night Shyamalan needs some money for a movie, you're like, well, okay, okay. Yeah. He doesn't need much, <laughs> and apparently he can put out like a movie grade product right. for theaters. And this glass movie superseded any expectation I had because I like the approach of them all being in a man. I thought it was going to be like in the city and like taking like who's taking over the city. Yeah, it's sort of contained to this mental institution. We don't know where it will end up. No, but the trailer. That it's was very one. cool. Yeah. You can watch the trailer. It's online. Yeah, it's out now. You a lot of these trailers are online. They, uh, most of them. Some of them we were just shown to Hall H. Uh, so after that, we were very excited to see Ms. Jane. Oh, we should say about uh, fucking Bruce Willis was shit-faced. Yeah, like, he was shit-faced. He, was, uh, they he asked could barely him, speak. Yeah, they, they asked yeah. him one question, and I think they were like, okay, let's not ask him any more questions. Yeah, he, he, was like, he was clearly It was drunk. a simple question, like, favorite superpower is <laughs> super strength. Uh, super strength. Yeah. I, I would say super alcohol consumption. Yeah. <laughs> no hangover. That's my power. Yeah, what is that we were talking about in the beginning about people getting drunk? He was one of the drunk people. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, that's Bruce Willis. And because Sam Jackson came out with a cocktail in his hand. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah, they, they were all drinking. Yeah, up. that's funny. I mean, they do. Yeah, it's like, funny. it reminds me of the Golden Globes. Yeah, it's funny. So, uh, Halloween panel, the new Halloween was Fuck next. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis like got the crowd excited when she came out they she kind of strutted her. on oh, yeah, stage she and she, she was strut, really cool can't. on the panel she had some really interesting things to say she's a groovy old bird man yeah she's fucking awesome she's the best she's not an old bird don't that's call a, her an old bird that's a term of endearment <laughs> all right she looks awesome she's she, sexy she's badass yeah she's so cool and the film looks they showed us some special footage that's not out not a trailer yeah it looks crazy good and it looks like a fucking horror film it's not some art piece it's not no. some artistic interpretation of halloween it's not like some new found footage spin on halloween yeah. it's a horror movie like done in the true Zom- style zombie did yeah or like john carpenter or just i mean not john carpenter i mean or that like crummy halloween with buster rhymes where it's like found oh, footage like all these all these stupid takes yeah. on the michael myers story like it got rid of all that well this is they it pretend none of the sequels happen yeah. what they do is they take you back to this is what happens 40 years after the first movie, 1978, as if yep. none of the, even part two, right. as if none of the other movies existed. Yeah, so and it's literally this, 40 years later, 78 to 2018. And as good as that movie, I mean, that 1978 movie holds up as maybe the greatest horror movie. Still, it really does. Still. It's still, I watch it every Halloween. Yeah, it's like Christmas. This looks like the one we would want to come next. It looks like a good movie. It does, and a well sort of uh, composed horror film yeah like just the shot composition that you're seeing from his perspective and those long shots that are really slow and quiet if you're walking into someone's house or a neighbor looking out the window he was there then you they she goes back up to the living room and he's behind now behind her yeah like all those sort of cool john carpenter tropes and and traits of his film are in there and they don't feel very derivative they feel like a guy who is really inspired by this fucking film and horror movies in general giving license to an old uh, property and and, and making it his own but staying true to the original tone yeah I was really impressed I was like fuck I know and it's David Gordon Green the guy who does like Eastbound and Down and comedy shit Danny McBride who wasn't there no he wasn't there but David Gordon Green was or Seth Gordon Green I, I can't think it's remember. David, I think Green. David yeah. Gordon Green. But yeah, either way, that guy is like, you know, a comedy background. You knew Danny McBride in North Carolina. They went to 
uh, college together. Right. You know, they were roommates or some shit. So to give the you know the property to him, you wouldn't really have thought. I wouldn't have guessed him as a director of Halloween off the top of my head. You right. Know what I mean, but man. I was really impressed, and I'm very excited to see this in theaters. Me too. And as a Halloween film, uh, yes, it, it's a hundred percent yes for me so so far. You know. So uh, Saturday was the Warner Brothers panel, and so much happened there. That and was a big one. We got there very early. Yep. And we're glad we did. We had to wait a couple hours, which is painful but yeah. it's i mean we got good position in the cage yeah we didn't have to worry and they had this whole security thing going on they wouldn't tell us what was going on where they like wanted all everyone in the press cage to like move to the back half we of like, the press no. cage but then they're like don't worry you'll all get your spot back and it's like how are you going to yeah, ensure that but there's like ravenous fans and photographers and shit and so luckily we were at like the front of the half right 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 so we were able to get back to our and we were sort of in a spot where people didn't covet like it was sort of uh, it was the way the cage works like you can be right on the stage like standing touching the stage stage. and so when they walk out you can grab their ankle you know what i mean if you want to yeah you really could it's a bad photo position yeah because you're too close and you can't see the screen to see the film so we there's like the speakers, the, the sound system yeah. is right sort of to the uh, front, of, closer to the front of like stage. Front of stage, yeah. And we were right there and we were as far to the front from there we could be and they let us be there and nobody wanted to be there. There was like one guy behind us. Yeah, because everyone's so geeked out about of being, being in front. Yeah. Trying to like get a handshake or a high five or yeah. something, you know, as opposed to like being able to actually see the panel and the giant screen yeah. without having to crank your neck and also be able to get better photos. We got way better photos. Way yeah. Way better photos. Well, and I mean, we've done this now so for so many years, we sort of know where to stand. And we're and not we as like geeked up like, oh, front, 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 front. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to be able to like smell the perfume and their smelly feet and or get whatever. a high five. Yeah, man, high five, man. Fucking, can we be friends? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can we get beers after this? So it started out with uh, well, it starts out with they give everyone this bracelet. Yep. And it has, it has the a Deathly Harry, Hallows yeah, symbol on it. And everyone in the whole room has one. So, and like so 7, we know 000. it's going to be something exciting. Some and sort so of interactive thing. Re- Eddie Redmayne comes out as well, Newt's Tyler, commander. Aisha Tyler hosts the panel, the entire thing. Yep. And she introduces Eddie Redmayne, and he comes out first and intros the uh, sequel. To Fantastic Beasts. Yep. Well, he came out and did the Luma spell first before she came out oh. and introduced anything. Oh, she did? Yeah. I thought she came out and introduced him. No, he came out like, and the whole room was dark, and then he came out and did the spell for Lumos. And then the bracelets lit up. And then the bracelets lit up, and that I we have that on video. It's really cool. So cool. And then she came out, and then she... Sort of you know, interviewed him. interviewed him for a minute one and on then one, yeah. interviewed the, and the entire cast came. Yes. I mean, Catherine Dan Watterson. Fogler, Catherine, yeah, Catherine Watterson, um, freaking Jude, Jude Law. Law. Fuck. Was there and it was his first Comic-Con too, which was really neat to hear him talk about it because the crowd, I have to say, the Warner Brothers did themselves justice oh. as a panel. Like they did it again. Yeah. They did it last year and it was really cool and this year sort of being an off year, they didn't, take off you know what i mean they didn't take it off they brought it they brought it a hundred percent and everyone on that cast was there literally the whole cast ezra miller and he came out in cosplay full cosplay crazy cosplay he, yeah. was, he was like princess toad from mario yeah like the pink toad <laughs> which was awesome well because he was also wearing like lingerie yeah he was, he was wearing like woman and heels garters yeah. and heels and the giant like toad, yeah it was very funny like mushroom toad head but it was all in pink right it was fucking hilarious yeah 
and he was there. And then yeah, Jude Law came out, and they he were came out. Him. They introduced you because he's playing Dumbledore, and oh God, he's as handsome and person he's fucking cool he's, in person yeah. too. like you always think that actors are only as cool as the characters they play but he was pretty fucking chill and so articulate i mean he sounds so intelligent when he speaks you know and it was really cool to hear him and he cool got, like he wasn't bumbling over his words like no. too excited by the crowd or he was just sort of like chill. yeah this is the Pro. role and this is how i wanted to play it or whatever and you're just like wow look at him go this guy's not phased man but then uh, Aisha Tyler said, well, let's talk about Crimes of Grindelwald and Out from the Darkness. Well, no, everything goes dark. Everything goes dark. And the screen goes all fuzzy and black and, yeah, man. And Johnny Depp walks out in full Grindelwald costume mm-hmm. and he delivers the monologue from the film where he's one of his monologues and... It, no one could believe it. It's like, oh my God, there's Johnny Depp. Well, and that answers the question as why security wanted us back five, ten feet. Yeah, because he was right on the corner of the stage where we would have been standing. Standing. We're, yeah. we're literally, you could have reached out and grabbed Johnny Depp by his trench coat. Right. And he had the makeup, he had the wand, he had the we had our bracelets going all red and yeah. orange and shit, and he started delivering. And then he just walks off the stage after doing the monologue, and the lights come back up, and everyone and was like, like, where are you fuck? going? Yeah. Come back! That, but that was it. He didn't do any paneling like he yeah. didn't do any answer any questions he didn't come out like as johnny depp he would just came out as grindelwald and did this monologue right. and then disappear which frankly was very smart by warner brothers because he's under a little bit of a cloud and his wife was there on the same panel amber ex-wife yeah ex-wife amber heard who she, plays mira in aquaman but by having him come out on costume and they made it all about the movie. Yeah, it was smart, man. And, you know, it's funny because on a couple of the Super Harry Potter smart. groups that I'm in, people were saying, oh, it's so disappointing that all this bad press is coming out about Johnny Depp. And I said, look, in the cage and in that hall, everyone was excited to see him and no the movie. No one was like booing or like, boo, no. like, we don't agree, man. Right. Like, I don't know. I guess you could call it the chop it up to fanfare, to, you know, fanfare, but at the same time i could it didn't seem like poorly received by the not audience not at all and i mean but i do think that it was very smart and strategic of warner brothers to have him come out in costume yeah that was the move right it, there yeah it literally didn't it what made got it everyone about the excited movie. yeah about the film about the character he's the he's the antagonist and then just have him walk off and keep it mysterious yeah like don't come back out and with the makeup off and the cool chains and the scarves right. you know just right. keep it right. fucking grindelwald and keep it pushing because they were that was the other thing they were super on the money with this panel yep like, it was I, very tight, tight and, and with the questions they had a finite number of questions from the audience and she was a pro that's what i mean she to keep it that tight i've worked you know a couple thousand stand-up shows yeah and keeping it tight is one of the hardest things to do and right. also one of the most important things that you have to do otherwise we're there till two in the morning exactly for a 10 yeah. o'clock show you know what i mean yeah, yeah so to see that in that pressure with all those egos right. in front of 7,000 people to keep that... In time. We're talking the whole panel. We're not talking about each movie. We're talking right. about the Warner Brothers fucking time block of two hours to get all those celebrities on and off and questions. And, it's incredible yeah, what they did. And, which, yeah. and what Aisha Tyler was able yeah, to she, do what she did. By, upon their request, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, but she they, they were smart hiring her. And so uh, just when we thought we had seen the coolest movie stars we could possibly see freaking chris pratt walks on stage with the lego 2 lego 2 movie. yeah him and uh, elizabeth, elizabeth banks, banks and lord and miller who were there twice yep because they were there for bumblebee they came right. out because they produced it or something or wrote it 
because Travis Knight directed it. Yeah. Yeah, so out come Lord and Miller for the second time and Chris Pratt. Yeah. And Elizabeth Banks. And they were, you know, talking about the Lego 2 movie. And it looks fun. They showed some footage from the film. Yeah, it looks pretty good. It looks fun, looks as like always. fun like a Lego movie. Yeah. I was really surprised to see Chris Pratt. I mean, this is the thing about Warner Brothers. They got all their big stars to be there. Everybody showed like, up. Like, wait till we get to the next ones. Everybody I mean, showed up. It was pretty impressive. It was so impressive. So, and then Godzilla came of the monsters yeah that was good which i really wasn't that excited about it's i didn't have the high expectations millie bobby brown from stranger things 11 yeah vera Farmar- farmiga verga farmiga o'shea jackson who everybody o'shea went jackson lost their Jr. shit over yeah. yeah um from you know straight out of compton yeah ice cube son and uh they thomas middleditch and thomas middleditch who's always awesome to have on a panel because he's so funny yeah he's very good from silicon valley yep yeah, and he he talked about getting the part and how he thought it was a no go, which I bet because he plays like a scientist or right. something. So I'm sure he, he's doing his like Charlie Day thing where it's a comic crossing oh, into like a yeah. little sort of slightly comedic but more serious, right? You know, and uh, he didn't think he was going to get it, and he got it, which is pretty cool because he's I like him very much. Um, the movie itself though looks pretty huge it really looks good i mean all the classic got i mean they've gone back to the classics like mothra's in it rodan Rodan, yeah like and the way they rodan yeah the the painter rodan (laughs) (laughs) the classic that would be interesting um but they the way they did the trailer and the footage they had um uh they played this beautiful classic music that uh, you've heard a million times. The dance um, macabre, or whatever. No, that's what's called. Dance macabre. That's you. <laughs> um, it's the can- it's the canon music that they use in a million other things. Oh, it's in everything. It's yeah, in a, it's in the Evil Within video. Yeah, game. it's Pachelbel canon. Yeah. and uh, so, but they play that over. It's a sort of eerie, sort of airy yeah. sort of look, and you Lullaby. see the creatures. Yeah. yeah, and it. I mean. It, it looks, looks good, awesome. man. I hope they don't fuck it up and like wait, make us wait till the last twenty minutes to see them fight or something, like, right? Like the Brian Cranston yeah. one. But outside of that, I was pretty geeked up, especially to see it at Hall H with the giant speakers. People went nuts for this. They really did. Yeah, I was really surprised how fucking the room exploded. It got. It was really well received. And then they were talking about how they're going to have the classic um, themes for each monster, like from the fifties. Yeah. No, no. Bah, bah, yeah. bah, bah, the Godzilla theme and people were like someone asked that question well, and someone yeah. was like you're doing good you're doing yeah, this right. right thank you yeah, someone yeah. like yelled it out so you know people the, love Godzilla yeah and they love it you know they want to see it treated right because you know? I mean honestly I really like the Matthew Broderick Godzilla from the 90s but it Nobody doesn't look you say you like it I liked it because you hear a Taco Bell and shit I like it it doesn't look like Godzilla I'll give you that and so they tried to go back to the real Godzilla with that one with um, the last one, Aaron Taylor Johnson and, and Brian Cranston. Cranston yeah. But it, it the movie was bad. I thought it was boring. And so this is looks like Godzilla bringing the classic crew, his crew, with him, and hopefully it will be cool. Well, yeah, and Ken Watanabe's in it, so it's still the same universe. Bradley Whitford's in it. There's a, a Sally Hawkins is in it. Yeah, there's a bunch of people in it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay, next up was Shazam. Shazam! And, With Zach uh, Levi. Yeah, and he came out like strutting. He looks happy. To, also kind of buzzed. But well, he came out with a beer. <laughs> he came 
came up with, came a, up with a Guinness tall can and said that Jason Momoa gave yeah. it to him. So it must be true because they talked about J- Jason Momoa's love for Guinness, right? Which I also share. So it's like let's yes, hang out, do. drink some beers with our shirts off, <laughs> drink some Guinness, <laughs> shirts off, Guinness. Let's do this. <laughs> If you have the confidence to sit next to Jason Momoa with your shirt off, do confidence. it. Confidence. <laughs> That's what the beer is for, my darling. That's what the beer is for. Well, so uh, I have to say I wasn't all that excited about Shazam, but after seeing the trailer, it looks really fun. I know, and it looks like a good departure from the normal DC lineup yes. of movies. And like, thank God, because they needed something to lighten up. Just the whole DCU. Yeah. And this movie is the perfect vehicle to do that. It looks marvelly. And they captured it. And they yeah. captured what, like, this is like this giant open opportunity right. to ca- make something light and fun because it's basically the movie big with Tom Hanks, yeah. except he's a fucking superhero. It, it is that so concept. It's, and it's like, well, that's a great concept. Yeah. So take it and run with it and, like, give us all of those funny happenings that could happen and then all of the cool superpower shit that we want to see with something like Shazam. Well, and frankly, uh, Zachary Levi is perfect for that role. I thought he—I didn't know he was as fucking chill. I thought he was kind of a nudge. I, I always—I always just thought of him as that stupid IT show. You know, I mean, like Chuck. I, yeah, well, I never saw that show yeah. either. But I always just assumed he was. I'm like, wait, why would he be Shazam? And like, I, I don't know enough about him. But when he came out, he was like, "Hey, what's up, yeah. guys?" Like, no, that's how Chuck was. I, I mean, that. I, that, I, and that got a big audience reaction. It did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it did. People loved that show. I go figure. I never saw that show. I guess it's my own ignorance. But I always assumed Zachary Levi was not. No, Super chill. he's chill. I think it's going to be funny. I'm excited about it. The trailer makes it look funny, man. Yeah, and it makes it look like there there could be some really cool action too yeah. and like him learning his powers because he yeah. has a friend who's gets bullied because it's cool they, they sort of divert that storyline to the friend right so the friend is the, like the kid who gets bullied so when he gets his powers he can defend the friend right at the same time having someone who can be his sort of wingman and all of Which his polarity yeah yeah he's like they're like doing timing like, okay try to fly okay you know so it's like kids yeah. it's almost like kids with a science experiment like the little kid and big it's it yeah, literally does it look exactly like big which I, I i can forgive yeah i'm not like a big pure interesting it wasn't mentioned at all no they should have at least brought <laughs> it up because it would be a good uh, conversation yeah question, absolutely you know? but i yeah i was bl- really impressed with the panel because they brought out the two kids the one kid's from uh, it from the movie it yeah he plays one of the kids in it and he's billy batson to zachary levi shazam right but they're based on the same person right which is cool because that means you know when billy batson turns into an adult he still has a kid sidekick yeah like a big right. it's just, it's a very smart it's good writing yeah you know, it looks fun it looks fun it looks like a good change for dcu too all right, and just when we thought we couldn't get more excited, Gal Gadot and P- Chris Pine come out, f- and Patty, Patty Jenkins, Jenkins for Wonder Woman 1984. They all showed up, man. That's so cool. Because yeah. they said they've been shooting for two weeks or three weeks, yeah. which is nothing. you know. And they still brought us footage. They brought us some weird footage that was like super but it's, it looks cool. under budge. Like, well, it's it not finished. It was a little finished. rough. Yeah, it was a little rough, but we should talk about it. Uh, how rough it was. It was really bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't really bad. No, I mean, really she was gorgeous footage. and yeah. awesome. And, and it was cool to see Chris Pine. And of course, they asked why he's there because, you know, he dies in the first movie. But we don't know what the answer to that is. Well, they said it's not a direct sequel. It's like a different story in a different time. Yeah. It takes place in 1984 versus 1917. He's probably 1917. like a descendant of... 
descendant yeah. or fucking fell in the little thing with Steve Rogers. And they were making out and they froze together. Uh, <laughs> who knows? Him and Captain America. I don't even care. I'm just excited to see it set in the 80s. Yeah, that's fun too. 84, are you kidding? Yeah. And, uh, well, they talk about the comparisons to like the 84 Cold War times yeah, versus yeah, yeah. our times now and how, you know, there's a lot of parallels and that sort of thing. So yeah. Has a conscience, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. This isn't just 84 because we like Cindy Lauper, man. This Cindy Lauper. This is 84, this is like Cold bandwagon, War. Bandwagon, everyone doing the 80s. Yeah, this is just like some Stranger Things knockoff, man. This is 80s commentary about today, man. Haven't you read Watchmen, man? <laughs> well, so it was so cool to see her. and It looks good footage. It looks fun. It looks fun. Of course, it, the, the footage starts in a shopping mall. Yeah. What would the 80s be without, without a mall? A mall and like stopping robbers in a mall. <laughs> trying to steal toys from children. Uh, I don't know if that's what happened. Well, it kind of was. Terrorists. Well, I don't think we they don't put know. in the wall. That's... We don't know. It was rough footage from three weeks of filming. Give well, no, remember she like grabs them by the by the lasso. Yeah. And she takes that small little black child and pushes her into, yeah, a, into a teddy bear. And she's like, wee, like Wonder Woman saved funny. me. And she got the bad guys. And it was like, okay. All right. Give it a break. Give it a break. And then the running. It was like CGI All running. Right, we're going to move on to the big, because <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Well, we forgot the, to talk about in the Sony panel, the new Spider-Man universe movie. Oh, my goodness. You can't leave that That's out. That's a big one. Yeah, it had a huge, pretty huge cast, and you know the animator. We actually did interviewed Pav Grahola, who's the VFX lead. Uh, you can hear that interview Enter on the, the website. Into the Spider-Verse, right? That's what it's called? Or? Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Uh, and they showed new footage. Very cool animation. Very, very cool. They've, and in that comic book style where he's thinking in the... There's thought bubbles yeah there's it sort of shoots stuff in, in comic panels and there's yep. a mixed mediums of like 3d rendering and then 2d comic book right sort of paper style looking you know it's it's a really cool mixed medium and it's looks pretty uh, in uh, not, not revolutionary but sort of like a next level of animation especially as yeah. a feature film it is a next level yeah, of it animation is. It looks he, awesome. he he talked about it in the interview we're going to do a follow-up with him uh, right before the film comes out in December, but cool. that it's literally groundbreaking animation. It looks that like hasn't it. been seen before, and and it looks good, man. It's Miles Morales, yep. and Peter Parker, who's like now a forty-year-old Parker. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Right. And this is the new kid who has the powers, and he needs a mentor. Yeah, and that's sort of where the movie starts. And there's also a lot of sort of weird Spider Verse antics with you know Nicholas Cage plays a Spider Noir character, yep. and John Mulaney plays Spider Ham. And so they're going sort of deep into the Spider-Verse with this, which is kind of fun. Right. I look forward to it and uh, definitely a, a worth mentioning, a worthwhile mention. Yeah. And stay tuned for that interview, follow-up interview with Pav, because he has a lot to say about it. Um, or was Lord and Miller on that one? Or were they on Bumblebee? They were on that one. You're right. They were it on was the Spider-Man yeah. Spider Right. One. They weren't yeah. on Bumblebee. They were on the Spider-Man because yeah. they wrote that. That's what it was. Right. That's cool, though. That's Very super cool. cool. All right. Yeah. So last, to finish up Warner Brothers, uh, the big main event was Aquaman. Aquaman, oh. And, and, you know, in the Hall H, what they do with Warner Brothers is they open up these screens along the side. They have a screen up yes. front, and then they have two long ones, a length of the hall. That's and sort of flank the stage. And they have, like, 
this water it's going up and down on yeah. the stage oh, no, like on the sides. yeah on the sides and and like out comes momoa well, the, the the screen opens and he comes out from behind the screen yeah. which we'd never seen done by someone right. in comic god before and he uh, he comes out like through the water the rushing water <laughs> so cool out comes, he should have been all wet that would have been cool wet himself <laughs> up behind the stage <laughs> i don't think he would have wanted to do in that all, i'll spend wet. the day in press interviews wet wet and greasy <laughs> and 10 pound denim jeans but uh and they brought the cast it was him it was amber heard who plays mira it was nicole kidman who plays his mother i i lost my shit when she walked out that was out. pretty unbelievable i mean this was her first comic con her first com of course i mean i'm not surprised by that one but she and, was like i can cross it off my bucket list yeah and uh director james wan and the guy yeah. who plays um yaya something black manta yeah his name's yaya something something and and Patrick Wilson. And Patrick Wilson. Yeah, who, who worked bad. with uh, James Wan in The Conjuring. Yeah, and, and Insidious. Insidious. Yeah. Yeah. So they have. I'm glad they casted Patrick Wilson, man, because he plays Jason Momoa's sort of evil half brother. Yep. Which I'm sure they put their, you know, squandering squabblings aside and fight the real issue. When maybe they do. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. There's definitely an underwater war in the footage. Yeah. Which is awesome. The trailer looks so cool. Which you can see online. And we saw some extra footage. Yeah. They gave us extra scenes and stuff like that. And it, I'm very excited to see this movie. I am. I'm not just it saying that because we like DC. It's not no. dark. It, it looks great action. Well, and it looks like complete. Like it wasn't yeah. touched by the executives and then reshot and then re... No, like, it looks like, like Suicide Vision. Squad. Yeah, it's not like one of these fucking like Justice League or Suicide Squad where it's like pieced together and bring in a new director and bring in a new screenwriter. Well, and it's just like... When they decide because last year we saw them you know bring out all their different directors for the deke ones and like wonder woman's the one yeah wonder woman's the one that they really kind of got it right with Mm -hmm. one one director's vision it was patty jenkins vision she got to x nice she got to execute it and it showed that it was someone's vision and and it it was a complete vision and it was successful and so we're doing the same thing now with this and And I and they were doing the same thing with the Flash. I forget who that is. Well, they had changed directors though. The oh. director we saw two years ago, I think, is not. The oh, same really? Director. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, but I mean, say love you. Oh, but I mean that concept works, you mm-hmm. know. So I am encouraged that this is and they also the Jason same thing Momoa. Yeah, man, and it's his film, man. It's his baby, and I have to say, between this and then the way he acted last year, he definitely like put on his big boy pants because he's a rocker and he's a rager. Yeah, and he did he did sort of. Th- throw his chair like last time but, but when, it, when it came to promoting the movie he was like on it and he wasn't like yeah rawr, well he acts like i'm the lead of this yeah yeah like you're right he did put on his big boy pants because yeah. last year he was sort of like the, crazy party the, boy the party guy of the justice league and that right. worked for that because it's an ensemble right but right. this he needed to step up and be be the, the, the lead. leader yeah and, and he was and he did and he uh I think he really uh, showed that to the audience yeah. of the panel. Like, yeah, I'm a party guy. Yeah, but at this point, this is my baby. I am the face of this film. Yeah. It's a fucking multi, multi-million dollar project. And it's a part of a universe that isn't exactly on top of things right now. Right. So I, as much as I would like to be the long hair, don't care. I, I am that. But I'm also here to fucking be a, you know... A professional yeah and i noticed the difference you're right to be honest i didn't even think about that but you're totally right yeah i yeah. definitely noticed the difference like he still like i say he still slammed the chair after the trailer and was you yeah. know sh- sh- shaking them dreads and shit or whatever but uh, he definitely kept it uh you know 
business yeah which was cool it was cool to see that especially on conan too like we watched the conan taping and that was pretty yeah, much the he same was day definitely much more chill chill and like trying to really field the questions yeah you know take it serious which was cool because yeah. i'm sure he got the you know talk from executives like look man you know as as a member of an ensemble cast you can be the wild one but when you're the face of it we need you to like really sell this thing <laughs> you know? i'll tell you who i wish had been there dolph lundgren who apparently is, is in the film. A small role in the film yeah and also jaiman hansu does a voice for one of the characters and uh the guy who plays boba fett plays his, his father yeah. yeah i mean people don't like the prequels so maybe that's why they didn't but still it was kind of it. cool it's cool it is him. cool yeah and the guy's you know he's a polynesian too yeah or a tongan or something one of them yeah, so uh, that's exciting. I mean, it looks great. And the and Warner Brothers were the king of Comic Con this year. They did an amazing job with all their panels. They and didn't spare expense either. They were like, "Hey, since Marvel's not here, we'll take it a year off too." And blah blah blah. It's like, no, we're still going to go full hundred percent for Hall H. Well, they have stuff to promote and they, right now, yeah, right yeah. now, and they can't just go off Marvel's schedule like they did for the yeah. last five years or whatever. No, I think they're finally trying to just create their own path which is good I'm, i have high hopes for aquaman we'll hope you know hoping for the best but all of the yeah. stuff we saw i have i'm excited to see well i think aquaman was pretty well received like when they showed the trailer at conan the crowd reaction was fucking nuts yeah i mean and i gotta say the crowd reaction was nuts so at hall h that was the and craziest was, in hall yeah. h that we'd seen the whole time that was like the black panther of yeah. this year because when they showed the Black Panther footage People last year, people lost their minds. Lost their minds. Yeah, they had that Kendrick Lamar playing and shit at the same time. But you know what? Last year, when we did see like a little bit of Aquaman last year, people lost their minds too. Yeah. Like, I, there's a lot of excitement for Aquaman, and it's because it's Momoa. Like you, you said, said it. Yeah. Jack right, yeah. Snyder's the smartest thing he ever did was to cast him in that role this is a fucking stroke of genius yeah it, it rebrands the character in such a way and also keeps it really true to like our own human culture in the sense yeah whereas he is of that culture right and he looks like a fucking underwater king i know and he's not blonde and blue haired and i, I know, don't which care is stupid but i know yeah, which is stupid but in our like society right now as someone that looks like cal drogo is kind of would look more like Aquaman Absolutely, yeah. than someone that looks like Patrick Wilson who it was is Aquaman's brother. Very smart. So smart. And like he is a fucking badass anyway. I know. So it just, I think it's like a perfect uh, blending. And then with James Wan as director, it's a, I don't know, I really hope it's a good film. Me man. too. I really Excited do. Excited to see it. Because uh, it looks fun. All right, so let's try to, one more panel in Hall H, like, let's quickly go through it, is that you saw Riz's panel. Yeah, for his new movie called Cutthroat City, and it was sort of like the movie, but it was also talking about his music and his uh, roots in kung fu and kung fu films. Yeah. And it was really interesting, man. He talked about going to the theaters in Times Square in the early 80s, going to skip school and watch, uh, you know, kung fu films. And sci-fi yes. film, Sonny Chiba, Bruce Lee. Yeah, man, double features. <laughs> in Boston, though, but... Right. And I that's where it started. Relate. Then going back to fucking Staten Island, making music with the Wu-Tang. Yeah. You know, and yeah, all, yeah. they had the whole cast for the new film. They showed the trailer twice. Fucking Wesley Snipes was there. Oh, that's cool. Riza was there. Sway Calloway was the moderator. Uh, the actor who played Tupac in All Eyes on Me was oh, there. Oh, which he, was a good movie. Yeah, which is a great film, and yeah. he did a good job as fucking Tupac. You cool. know what I mean? Yeah, he did. And, uh, and then Tyron Woodley, 
who's the welterweight champion of the UFC, I guess, is in the film. Oh. He was there, and the, he got a huge crowd reaction because you know there's a lot of crossover with the UFC right. wrestling and, and Comic Con stuff. And uh, I was really surprised to see the fucking champ there. Yeah, and he basically called out Conor McGregor and George St. Pierre on the panel. Wow, because they asked him like, "Do you like? Well, I guess like what your superhero strength would be, or, or something, something." And he basically was like, "It'd be, uh, you know." I don't know, super strength, I guess, or whatever. And he basically went far as like, hey, man, look, anyone in my weight class, I can take, whether it's George St. Pierre or Conor McGregor oh, or whoever. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Uh-oh. it was funny, man. Because Wesley Snipes was there, and he's a fighter, too, right. kind of, sort of. And Wesley, yeah, I was geeking out when Wesley Snipes came. I was yeah, like, Blade, holy cool. fucking shit. I, yeah, I didn't you really, love Blade. Yeah, I didn't really expect that I would get a... I really sort of geek. No, out. Yeah, this is definitely being in Hall H is really special. It's fun. Like you get and people walk out and you don't realize how much you're gonna freaking geek out until yeah. they do, and then you're like, oh my god! I really fucking liked Wesley. Yeah, yeah a kid, you get excited for these people. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about let's sort of because there's so much we're covering here. Uh, just anything in terms of you know final thoughts, impressions about the show. Uh, I'm trying to think, what else did we do Saturday? Yeah. Just like thoughts about the show, and you know, I mean, as always, shout out to the Lafayette Hotel. Um, oh yeah, that bungalow was a, that's and a good swim hotel. club, which we love. It's in North Park, and shout out to California Tap Room, Boomer Icoangelo, proprietor, who's a longtime dear friend of mine, and um, it's in North Park in San Diego. San Diego, and, and it's uh, an awesome place with yeah. great beer, and he has all these different. Bavarian and Philadelphia style pretzels and sandwiches and football. Yeah, it's a fucking great little bar, man. Yeah. Some really cool craft beers. And uh, we always sort of exit the uh, con by going and visiting him there. So if you're in that area, you should check it out. It's on Ray Street in North Park in San Diego. Um, I mean, it was it was an easy it was easy. It was a fun con, man. It was a I like it like this. If it doesn't go back to that fucking shit show pandemonium, I'm not going to be too upset because this is a good pace. It's yeah. still very busy. It's still San yeah, Diego Comic Con. Wrong. It's still a lot of people there. Slammed, but it is more manageable. And if the celebrities noticed, and maybe it it was more organized, but I think it's a double-edged sword here it's it's more organized but there's also not the same amount of just surplus people looking around like what you know the right. people that really went there and wanted to go see their panels that they like and look for the cool stuff they want to buy so it was still a very busy comic-con but for my money and for the way i like to do stuff yeah this is far more manageable and just as fun if not more fun <laughs> it's funny because we spent so much time sort of looking at each other going how come there's not there are more people yeah. here? <laughs> Why is it so quiet? <laughs> it's like we it were really quiet. surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, there's still people camping out for Hall H, and there's still people like camping out on the boardwalk there for something. Yeah, there's always people in those like tents and chairs on the boardwalk, and I'm like, you guys aren't Hall H. Like, are you Ballroom Twenty? Like, I don't know. There were a, a bunch of them that were camped out along the boats area that were Hall H waiting but camping. Fucking where, how does that, I don't get how the lines end and where they pick uh, up again. I don't know either, but people definitely are camped camping. for Hall H. Yeah. And that whole line that's in the front. Yeah. That that's, that's when they're about to let yeah, them in. That's like you've, so gone, that whole, you've done good. That along the side, we're walking where the boats are. You see all these people camp. That's where they wait to get in. Oh God. Just thinking about that gives me anxiety. I know. I mean, it's a commitment for sure. You're being constantly passed by thousands of people, and yep. you're like in your tent on the side of I the know. road, a fucking little. 
boardwalk That's street what they're doing there you are that commitment i don't get <laughs> it's it crazy man. no wonder everyone smells yeah well that yeah pretty much <laughs> uh and uh we will post uh there's uh, much more about our antics at Comic-Con. I'm going to do a whole blog series, um, Comic-Con Diaries, as always, uh, which will include a feature we're going to do on this organization, the Society of Creative Anachronism, SCA.org, which it's is a lot like more interesting than it sounds. Role playing. They're in full like medieval knight costumes and they fight. They and make their own weapons. Pretty cool. Yeah, and they did a, a, a demonstration on the convention floor, but like outside yeah. in the concrete and the, the hot heat. sun. And they're wearing full armor metal yes. and leather and cotton. <laughs> I know. And it's 85 degrees out and they're on concrete hitting each other with like homemade forged yeah. axes and swords and maces. It's and very Comic-Con nerdy. It's like, yeah. but it's like the magic of Comic-Con. Well, you and know? it's like the movie role models. Except yes, it's almost it exactly like that. Yes. LARPing or whatever it's called. Yeah. And they were pretty funny, man. They were interesting because they know their shit about their own you know, whatever and they activities. take it very seriously yeah, man. they have names that they've chosen they for themselves houses. they yep. make their own armor they make their own weapons yeah they have people that get married and have kids in the world yeah. in real life you know it's in they're really hitting each other too i know it's pretty funny but not with any kind of skill which was what was funny i'm sure some of them would say they pride themselves I, on but like, they but remember we were talking they didn't they haven't some of them learn but most of them don't have a learned mastery of the kind of Who fighting. Would, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, so select few. They did say that they have like stunt people and stuff that join, right? And they have people from Deadliest Warrior that are on there. Right, and they have right. people from um, Forged in Fire yeah, that are part of makes it. Makes sense. So, I mean, there's 50,000 members in the, and it's a 50, it's been around for 50 years. And they have chapters. They're yeah. saying they have a San Diego chapter. There's an LA chapter. All over the world. All over the country, all over the world. It's, it was funny because yeah. just, you're just walking along. All of a sudden you see knights beating each yeah. other, you know, in a circle, a crowd of people watching. <laughs> so you're like, oh, what's this? But I have to say, and this is a good way to, to wrap this up because that it was one of those golden moments of Comic-Con yeah. that, that we haven't gotten in past years because it's been so busy like we've been so bound by the 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 time walking through a crawling crowd yeah you don't get time to smell the fry no we didn't we've had we this is the first year we really got to in years and chill got to just sort of walk around and discover things yeah because it's always so like tightly wound with scheduling and stuff when you're yeah. there that you don't really get to oh, just make an hour to walk the floor and yeah. bump see what I bump into. Walk around outside, which yeah. is what we do. We sort of we walked along the outside where you see all this sort of setup experiences, yeah, FX's Archer, stuff, yeah. Archer, Adult Swim Pavilion thing, yeah, and. It's true. This year was like one of the first times you're like, well, it's, we could make some time. Just go walk around. I know. And, and that that's where all the great. fun stuff happens. You never know yeah. what you're going to bump into or like what this. cool cosplay. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I, I give this Comic-Con justice. I enjoyed yes. this Comic-Con. And all the things that I was originally reserved about turned out to be po- plus positive or proof, you know, positive right. things. And which, so, yeah. Fucking shout out 2018 SDCC. Yeah. It was a great time, man. Had a great time, and you know, here's to here's fucking to next year. Yeah. Well, as always, go to our website, thehmcnetwork.com. We will have wrap ups, pictures, all kinds of fun stuff about this year's Comic Con, and more. And check out the new Spider Man PS4 limited edition they announced. Holy shit! Yep. 
that was at the Marvel Games panel. That thing looks awesome. That's All right, on my folks. Christmas list. All right. Thanks for this joining us on SDCC this journey. 2018. See you, jerks. See you, jerks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>